Welcome to the Lucy Walker Recruitment Podcast with Mark and Christina. With over 25 years experience, we have the knowledge to support your career journey. So employers and job seekers, please listen in now as we share the best strategies and techniques guaranteed to help companies secure the talent to help deliver corporate growth and for job seekers to maximize their individual career opportunities. Firstly, all I can say is what a tune. Now, I know I'm showing my age a bit here, but that song from The Clash is a classic in my eyes. Um, And if you didn't guess from the, the small section I played, it is called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Now, how relevant is that with the counter offer topic we're going to talk about today? Um, Should I stay with my current employer? Or should I go now and work for someone else? Simple as that, isn't it, really? Should I stay or should I go? Okay, now to help you, um, the research I've done really um, goes back to the initial stages of when you're thinking about potentially changing jobs and why you would want to change jobs. Now we're going to go very old school here and get a piece of paper and a pen And a darkened room. Well, maybe not too darkened so you can see what you're writing, but a quiet space, shall we say. Okay, and then we're going to look at, we're going to split that page in two. And we're going to put pros on the left-hand side and cons on the right-hand side. Why do we always do that? Why do we not put cons on the left and pros on the right? But it's always the other way around, isn't it? One of those strange quirks. Um, Take some time, write them all down, whatever they may be. Um, and then what I want you to think about with them as a good technique is look at the cons um, and then think, right, of those cons, I'm going to categorise them further in three ways. Firstly, which of those are issues within my manager's ability to control? Okay. Secondly, which of those issues are within my ability to control? And thirdly, which of those fall outside mine and my manager's ability to control? And everything should really fit into those three categories. From there, we can then look a stage further, really. Because you should be taking the time to define what your career aspirations are. And maybe you need another piece of paper for this. And created a career development plan with the actions on it that you believe are needed to achieve goals. Uh, And you can share these with your manager, hopefully, um, and ask for help and support in in getting um, to those goals and achieving what's on your plan. Because that is how you will remain happy and the employer will remain with a happy, um, effective and... um, motivated employee so it is within their interest if you have the right manager Uh, so 
And then often what could seem like a reason for you as a, or a con could turn out to be something within your ability to control and change within the environment that you're in, if you want to remain within that environment. Um, so instead of running away from some of these problems, which quite often happens, doesn't it, in, in work environments, because people are reluctant to um, challenge or ask questions of uh, their managers or senior members of the, uh, their department for the risk of, of appearing awkward. But if we look at the three big elephants in the room, really, um, these can be addressed as you go along. Let's look at the three big reasons why people move. Firstly, salary. Now, if you've looked at salary guides... You can find ours on our website. There's a blatant plug there. But if you have looked at salary guides and you think you're uh, underpaid stroke under remunerated for the, the role you're doing, what's to stop you having that grown up conversation with a manager and just saying, is there anything you can do for me on my salary? You know, I've looked, uh, I feel I'm underpaid um, and it would be good if I could if I could have a, a pay rise you know, to reflect my worth to the company. Uh, secondly, if you're bored, or probably better put, if you want uh, further challenges to help you develop and move forward with your career development plan that we've discussed earlier, why not have a conversation with your manager uh, at a, the time of a review or just call them to one side and say, I feel I've got scope to take on projects or would it be possible if I went on a training course for um, development of a particular skill or is there any um, money in budgets for me to uh, undertake a uh, undergraduate course on something in my spare time? Um, because that can only be received positively by your uh, line manager at the end of the day, you're saying, can I take on more responsibility? Can I better myself? Can I be a better employee for you by doing these things? So it can be seen as a difficult conversation, but why not have that conversation? The third conversation can be more difficult, potentially, and that's where people have um, issues with a commute or childcare and feel that it's affecting their uh, quality of life in terms of what time they're getting home or you know they may have particular uh, cost issues with childcare on days and their role is one which they can do from home um, so why not raise this and say can I work these hours or can I work at home on a particular day if that's something that you know you've not seen your employer uh, reject when it's been raised previously by by other members of staff so can you now see that by having these conversations which are reasons which many people move for but don't address with their current employer you can put yourself in a better position to achieve what you're trying to achieve now there may obviously be other issues with personalities or the company which can't be resolved. Um, but just 
making you aware that some of these problems can be addressed um, in a grown-up fashion uh, to your benefit. Also got to remember that no job is, is perfect and, and doubtful if you'll ever enjoy every aspect or every minute of your job. There's always bits we don't like, so we just have to temper that. Okay, so you've made that decision, you've done your pros and cons, and you've decided to go ahead, do the interviews, and obviously you've you've read all our articles on our blog, you've listened to all the podcasts about uh, interview success, and you've been offered the job by someone else, uh, by another company. So you get the offer in writing from the uh, agency or direct from the employer, um, and you're delighted. And you go uh, that evening, you, you handwrite your uh, letter of resignation, go into work in the morning, sheepishly say to your line manager, can we have a, can we have a few minutes um, in a private room? And you go into the private room, hand in your letter of resignation, probably get asked a few questions as to why you're leaving, where you're going, um, timeframes, etc. Um, and your manager says, after asking you your reasons for leaving, says, um, would you mind leaving it with me? Uh, I just need to talk to a few other members of staff uh, to see if there's anything we can do. Uh, so at that point, you're left in limbo and then your manager comes back at the end of the day and says, right, we've had a discussion. You're a valued employee. We'd like you to stay on. With regard to the issues you've raised, we will do this, this and this. Um, what do you think? Now, at that point, you're probably going to be pretty flattered um, and think, wow, this is great. You know, I've got two people, two companies now fighting over me. Uh, what do I do? Um, now, the first thing we would suggest you do is buy some time um, because you need to discuss this with uh, respected family members, uh, mentors, um, and just buy some time. And again, maybe even get a piece of paper, go back into that darkened room again and write down a list of, of what you feel are pros and cons. Now, it could very well be that the offer being made by the new company still outweighs in every aspect uh, the counter offer. It could be that the relationship with your existing manager is so bad that you know, you're still going to go for the new offer. But there's, if there's any element of doubt... We think there's a seven-stage process, really, that or seven considerations which um, which you need to, need to look at. Okay, the first one really is is right. Think, what are my options? Okay, so I stay where I am. Um, this is a new package. This is what it will mean for me. Um, this is how it will help my career development. Alternatively, I move. This is the package. Uh, this is what it will mean for my career development knowing that obviously whichever one you accept your potential well almost certainly burning your bridges uh, with the other one okay the second consideration to make is thinking will accepting make you happy um now this is more geared towards accepting the counter offer you know will that make you happy now there's could potentially be an element of a salary increase and an element of increased responsibilities. But, you know, is that going to make you happy? 
because as we always talk about gut feel, don't we? Um, and although accepting the new offer, you're going into the unknown, you know, it's thinking, thinking with your gut feel really on that one. Now, the third one is an interesting one, and it, it revolves around trust issues. If you're accepting the, the counter offer, um, you know, potentially what will your existing employer who you accepted the counter offer with think, you know, how will it how will it be viewed by them? They are offering you more money. Uh, they're offering you potentially additional responsibilities, maybe. But will this impact your future development with them? Because if they were completely unaware of of you looking, uh, it does breach trust issues potentially. Are they going to every time you come in in a new suit, a new dress? Uh, come in 15 minutes late because your train was late, ask for time off because of dental or doctor's appointments at short notice, which happens in any work environment. But will this now for you mean them thinking, I wonder if they're looking again for a new role? It's just what, what seed that sows and how that potentially can impact your... Um, development with a company going forward i'm sure it'll be all sweetness and light in the first few weeks but how does it manifest itself after that initial time period uh, it's a difficult one to know and you're looking into the future with that but it's something to bear in mind because you have essentially breached the trust of your employer employer relationship by going off on the sly and interviewing for a new role which people do take very personally uh, the fourth one is Asking yourself, you know, do they really want me to stay? This delayed recognition, was it going to happen? Now, they've told me that they were thinking about it anyway, possibly. So maybe they were going to do that. Maybe they were going to make these changes for me because they valued me. Or is it maybe a stalling tactic by your employer? There are massive costs involved. Um with uh, staff leaving and joining an organisation. Are they looking at this from the perspective of you being a good, safe pair of hands and by them offering you a few thousand pounds more, it's a damn sight cheaper than training a new employee from scratch They've also got to think about, will this impact targets uh, being met within your department? Uh, will it impact other members of staff? If you're part of a tight team, you leave. Other members of that team think, oh, maybe I might look. They've got a nice new role um, with a pay increase. Maybe I might look and see what's out there. Will it have that wobble effect? Um, the costs of recruiting can be high. And it can take up a lot of time and there's no guarantees. So keeping your staff from an employer's perspective is beneficial. So that's what you've got to think of with with that. 
The fifth consideration is if you've had a counter offer and you've got a, a really nice pay rise from them and think, mm, that, that's that's better than this other offer and, you know, I really like that. Um, but is that pay rise, you know, have you now become overpaid for the role you're doing just because they want to keep you? And will that subsequently impact you when you're looking in the future potentially from taking another role because they've almost trapped you by overpaying you your worth in the marketplace so could that hinder your career development by having an increased salary at this point in your career now it sounds daft doesn't it everyone would like uh, a larger salary but it's worth bearing in mind that if you're overpaid, it, it can hinder you looking elsewhere. Um, so, you know, have a think to the long term. The sixth point is really, if you're accepting a counter offer, will you be motivated to stay and deliver? What are your main motivations? Getting past the flattery, what are you going to be motivated to, to still work for this, uh, for your existing employer? And the seventh is, if you don't accept the counter offer, what are you potentially leaving behind and how that can impact you? Interesting to note that stats show that 80% of people who accept counter offers leave within a year to 18 months uh, their current employer. So it's worth bearing that in mind and, and that you're not taking something short term um, for the detriment of your longer-term development, which obviously will show forward in the fullness of time. Um, but it's a very, very personal decision. Uh, there's no rights or wrongs. It's it's what suits you. And hopefully this podcast has helped that by going through the process um, in a structured fashion, you'll hopefully make the right decision. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Speak again soon.